Okay, folks, welcome back to another Seed Talk with Lisa and Lane. Hi, Lane. Hello. Welcome back, everyone. And we are just so happy to do some more Seed Talking here today. We are deep in seed starting season, which, friends, that's really misleading because I don't know if you know it or not, but there's almost always a seed that can be started For us here in the Mid-Atlantic, we're starting seeds almost 12 months out of the year, but we'll say the most popular seed starting season. So Lane, what are we going to talk about today about seed starting? So today we have a little bit of a scary topic, or it's scary to a lot of people. People (laughs) will write in and say, help, I have stuff growing on my soil blocks and it's not a seedling. And they want to know what it is, what's causing it, and what to do about it. So that is what we're going to talk about today. Awesome. I totally agree. I mean, I always get that question that there's something funky growing on the surface of soil blocks. It also happens on cell trays and other methods. Um, So yeah, we're going to talk about that before we jump into talking about funky stuff growing on the surface <laughs> of your seed starting, um, just a reminder, friends, that this broadcast is brought to you by the Gardener's Workshop, where you can learn more about the work that we're doing from um, that we have our online garden shop, we have online courses, a ton of free resources. So you'll find that all over on our big website, thegardenersworkshop.com. And let's take it away, Lane. Let's do it. All right. So let's just dive right in with the first question. Help. I have something growing on my soil blocks. What is this and what causes it? So sometimes it's green. Sometimes it's white fuzzy stuff, or it might be some other color. What is this? So there's, I mean, it can be several different things, whether it's fungus or mold or algae. And I, by no means, am a scientist. And it's just, I know it's something that we don't necessarily want growing there. And the ca- the common cause, um, in my experience, for all of these is moist conditions. And oftentimes it happens when we're growing in cooler conditions sometimes, because that means that the soil is not drying out quite as quickly as it would if the air temperature was like 75 or 80 degrees, the soil just tends to, particularly the surface, will really dry out super quickly and prevent this. So in my experience, um, when I'm growing stuff on the surface of my soil that I'm not supposed to, Almost always I can look back and say, you know what, two or three days ago when I was watering, you know, I didn't go back and check all my trays to make sure I didn't water too much. And there was a little bit of excess left, which meant that my soil block sat in a little bit of moisture, um, which kept the block moist which provided the perfect conditions for algae, mold, fungus, whatever it is to actually get going on my blocks. So that's what it is. Moist conditions lead to other things growing. Yep. And if it's green, you might be looking at algae. If it's some white fuzzy stuff, it might be some sort of fungal growth or water mold. What do you tend to grow, Lisa? (laughs) I tend to grow the red, which, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, there's a picture up of actually some celosia that I have growing right now that has some red 
white stuff growing on the edges. And I know exactly when that happened. Um, and so, yeah. And because I've learned to recognize the problem of growing stuff, I tend to jump on right quick to eliminate what's causing the growth. I have never been a bully of, I've never been a treater of the growth. I know there are some people that do things to the blocks, um, but I was, I'm always about go, get to the root of the problem and fix the way, you know, the errors of my ways, which is leaving too much moisture in my trays or my temperature needs to be bumped up or something to dry the blocks out in a more timely fashion. Yes. So I think this is something that happens to a lot of people. Don't feel bad if it happens to you. It happens to us as well. It definitely yes. happens to me, especially in the cooler months. My growing space gets pretty cool and my blocks don't always dry out quite as well as they do in the warmer months. And also things tend to grow on my blocks if I'm growing a seed that takes a long time to germinate because yes. those blocks have nutrients in them. You're watering them every day. Something is going to take advantage and start growing. So we both experience this and I'm sure many of you out there experience this as well. So true, Lane. And But it can be overcome as we're going to talk about, I think. Correct. All right. So this is a really great question. How can I prevent this from happening? So I just wanted to talk about the proper way to water your soil blocks and some different environmental adjustments people might want to consider if they're experiencing algae or fungal growth on their blocks. Sure. So I think it all starts with having a good habit with the way that you water your blocks. So for me, under normal conditions, meaning I have, I'll, I actually have the time that I need to have to actually water my seedlings. And I think a lot of people um, don't think this is a very important chore to do, but in fact, your seedlings are the root of whether it's your flower farm or your garden. I mean, how healthy they are. So for me, when I allow the time to go into my grow room and to go through and pour what I believe is the adequate amount of water into each one of my trays, which for me, because I have right now probably close to over 100 trays growing, to do that and then more importantly, to go back to the beginning and put my eyeball or just looking across each shelf, is there a lot of leftover water standing there? I need to dump that off or, oh, look, this tray has no water left in it. I must not have put enough, put enough to really adequately moisten the blocks completely through. So I might put a little bit more, um, but it's taken the time to look at each tray after I've watered and then dumping off any excess. And you can do, if you don't have a drain in your floor, like I do have a bucket sitting there where you can just gently turn the tray and pour off the extra and then pop it back under the light. And then those soil blocks actually go from wet to dry in 24 hours, correct? Yes. yes. That is the whole point. I mean, if you think about roots being a live little person down there and you do not want them underwater for 24 hours, they have no way to get oxygen. And so the whole point is you want the blocks to dry out in 24 hours. I mean, I understand how convenient it would be to water every three or four days, but that's not the healthiest environment for your roots to actually live in. Although that is really a healthy environment 
for fungus, mold, and algae to grow on your blocks. Um, So yes, for sure. So that wet dry cycle is really important because that's what's going to help make it a little bit of a less hospitable environment for some of these fungi or algae to start growing. So let's talk about if someone is doing this, they're watering properly, but they're still having a problem with their blocks not seeming to dry out in 24 hours. What are some adjustments they can make? So let's start with the air temperature in the room that they're growing in. Yes. So while some of the cool season hardy annuals, you know, cool flowers, particularly um, like a little bit cooler temperature, but what I have found, you have to find that happy tipping point of where you can get fairly adequate growth. Um, so while some of them will say 60 to 65 degrees for growing temperature, and that is true, but you'll learn if you bump that up just a little bit, not talking 75 or 80 degrees, but for me, I like to go to 68 to 70 degree air temperature. Not only does that make my seedlings grow just a little bit faster, it also dries those blocks out yep. so much better, a little bit faster, and it just creates a better environment. And once you figure out how to do this with you, this manipulation with your environment, it just kind of fixes a lot of the problems. The seedlings grow faster. You don't grow funky stuff, you know, and it just makes for happier, healthier growing conditions. Yes. And I've spoken before about a manipulation that I have to do in the winter in my very cool space when the air temperatures are so cool that my blocks definitely do not dry out in 24 hours. Rather than removing my seeds from the heat mats after germinating or turning them off, I'll actually leave my heat mats on and then I will raise the seedlings up onto cookie cooling racks. And that just gives them a little boost of extra heat that helps them to dry out more. If I didn't do that, they just stay wet for so long that I can't grow healthy seedlings. Right. And I should also mention that I'm able to get away with that because I have my heat mats in the same place as my grow lights and I'm using LED grow lights, which give off very little heat. So I don't have to worry about overheating my seedlings by having the grow lights on at the same time as my heat mat. So what's your air temperature like in that space when you're doing that? It can be anywhere from 55 to 60, but usually closer to 55. So So it's pretty cool. cool. Mm -hmm. And you'll just see the growth stagnating. It will just look like nothing's happening and I will start growing stuff. But I noticed that if I just leave the heat mats on, and I raise them up, it just gives that little extra dose of heat. And they actually do really, really well. They actually- That makes perfectly good sense. The reason I asked you your temperature, if somebody has a 70 degree room and does that, they are really- they're, they're going to cook them, right? They're yeah. going to oh, yeah. super fast, oh, yes. but that's a great way of manipulating the temperature. That was great. That's a great idea. All right. So how about using some sort of a fan to help increase the air circulation in that room? So I have never done that. So I can't really comment on it, um, but circulating cool air sounds cooler even to me. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So you have to kind of think that through um, where raising the air temperature seems like the the proper way to do that. So I don't know how a fan would help. What do you think? 
I think it may help to dry the blocks out a little bit more. Okay. Having some gentle air movement across the blocks once your seeds have germinated might help keep the surface of the soil a bit drier, which might discourage things from growing on your blocks. So I think in that sense, it could be something that's worth trying. I don't typically do that on soil blocks. I did do that previously when I grew in trays and it did seem to help a bit. But like Lisa said, I don't know how much a fan is going to help if your problems are stemming from a really cool growing environment. Right. So adjusting that air temperature should still be your first course of action, but it might be something to try if your temperatures are in a more normal range and you're still having some issues with things growing on your blocks. It might help to discourage some of that growth on the soil surface. All right. How yeah. about if someone's using a humidity dome while their seeds are germinating and they're seeing stuff growing on their blocks? Yeah. So that's really the re what kind of drove me away from using either plastic domes, or I've even seen people lay like plastic directly on top of whatever their surface is, whether it's a cell tray or a soil block. Um, I learned seed starting from Elliot Coleman and, you know, his advice that it's very easy to introduce fungus and disease, I mean, things like dampening off in those conditions, unless you monitor them very closely. And honestly, knowing that I only go into my grow room once a day as a grower that has a lot of other calls on my attention during the day, um, led me to never use plastic domes for that reason. And we kind of went on a middle of the road type of um, method of we use the wide weave burlap that allows air, but also does trap some of the moisture that seems to really help. Yes. So if you're using humidity domes and you're having a problem, you may want to try to reconsider and get away from that. And I have heard from people that live in states that are very dry. We're pretty humid here in Virginia, but I've heard from people in drier, less humid climates. And I know exactly what they mean because I'm actually from California. They said the air is really dry and they really need the dome yeah. to get the moisture. So if it's working for you, Keep doing what's working for you. But yep. if you're having an issue, you may want to consider something that allows a little more air circulation like the wide weave burlap. You know, and Lane, that's just such a great point. It's like you have to evaluate what works for you and your conditions, because I will tell you when I embarked on becoming a flower farmer, I didn't even have a bill. I mean, I still don't have any greenhouse, right? But I have a building now that has a grow room, but I did this in my kitchen, in my pantry, in my cellar for the first four to five years of growing. And I did a lot of improvising and you just figure out what works and do it. Don't worry about what other people say, because everybody yeah. told me it would never work. So, yeah. here we are, you know. And just as a reminder, if you are using wide wheat burlap over your soil blocks while your seeds are germinating, make sure you're checking on your seeds to see if they're sprouting so you can remove that burlap before the seedlings actually start growing up and through it. Yeah. You don't want to end up pulling out your seedlings when you go to remove the burlap one day. And a good rule of thumb is to plan on removing that burlap when around 50% of the seeds are showing any signs of germination, including cracking. Yes. And then another thing I wanted to mention is this is one of the reasons we like to start in the small blocks versus the large blocks, because the yes. small blocks actually dry out a lot better than large blocks, especially when a seed hasn't germinated yet, or when a seedling is still small and there aren't a lot of roots taking in water. They don't fully seem to go dry in 24 hours, at least for me. How about it's true. you? 
And, you know, it's so funny you should say that. I was looking at our eucalyptus today. Eucalyptus is one of those slow growers, right? We started in the three-quarter inch block, and then it gets bumped up to the two-inch block. And that is, and I'm growing some pretty good-looking stuff on the surface of some of those because those roots are not this vigorous, moisture-sucking um, deal. And I just actually, this morning when, you know, we're trying to, we're juggling trays here now because we do not have enough grow light space and I thought you know what I'm going to put all those eucalyptus back on the very top grow light shelf which is the hottest spot in the grow room because I have got to dry those blocks out so you're so right those two inch blocks when they don't have an aggressive root grower in them I mean I understand why people struggle in cell packs and even those peat pot things yes. that are larger masses of soil, it is very difficult. Yeah, that's, I think the secret to my success back in the beginning was pushing the limits of the three quarter inch block. I think there's other secrets too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then what should someone do if they go to water their trays the next day and they find they still look pretty wet? What do you recommend they do in that situation? They have to heat up. They First off, I wouldn't water, but you need to resolve why they're not drying out in a 24-hour period. Did you leave standing water in them? Um, you know, is the air temperature too cool? Um, and so you have to really kind of evaluate what is the problem. And sometimes it is just as simple as they're not putting their eyeball on the tray after they water. They water and dash because they're on their way. So you have to like set your alarm 15 minutes earlier to allow the time. I mean, I get it so very much. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's super important, but it could be as simple as just pouring off any excess that is left after you water you. I mean, you water and then you have to give five minutes. You do some other little chore and then come back in, make it a habit. Yeah. And I think it is important, like you said, to try to resolve the source of the problem because when you start playing the game of, oh, I'm not going to water this tray. I'll come back and get it later. Oh, or, yeah. I'm going to skip today and do it tonight instead. When you mess with that routine, something's going to get forgotten. You're going to miss a watering. It's so true. Let me tell you what I have. Let me just rabbit hole. So <laughs> we have so many trays right now that I have a lot of stuff started in the small tray that I think you use most of the time. Yes. Lane that holds a 40. So normally I would not have a double line of those trays on a grow shelf because you can't really reach the ones in the back to water them properly. So what I have to do is take one out and then I'll pull that one from the back. And then it's just whole, I, this morning I was doing, I thought somebody should video me doing this. It's so crazy how I do it. But that one tray that I pull out and set aside so I can maneuver all the others how many times have I left it out all day long? So it's not under a grow light and how much it has suffered. Oh. I have now learned that I, you know, where I put it, I put it right on top of this, the shelf that's in my way. I can't get out of the room without bumping into it because you're so right. If you vary from your habit, I mean, I like right. the most structured waterer, take care of my seedling kind of person that. I think that's just part of the success story that we have here with starting seeds. It's like clockwork. Yeah. So if your blocks still look wet, don't water them, but try to address the source of the problem so you can get yes. back on that schedule yes. of watering once a day at the same time every day. Exactly. All right. So this is another question we get. 
Are algae and fungal growth harmful to my seedlings? Do I need to try and remove it? Do they need to try to scrape their blocks off or something? A lot of people will ask us, do I need to throw my blocks away and start all over again because I have something growing on them? So I can only tell you from my experience, right? Um, And what is harmful to your seedlings, in my experience, has not been the algae and funky stuff growing on the surface, but it's what caused those problems is what ultimately kills your seedlings. It's the constant moisture. Um, So, you know, while I do not, can't tell you exactly what those things are that are growing. I just know that when I correct my watering habit issue, it resolves those problems. Um, And we have virtually had no dampening off. That was one of the things that when I first learned seed starting from Elliot back in 1997, um, and I kind of, I mean, literally, I knew nothing about seed starting. So I let, I followed his suggestions to the T, right? And I had such great success after being a failure. I you know I'd bought a couple of kits, but when I figured out that this, what this cycle that he suggested just led to such great success. And I've always done it. And people say, what do you do about dampening off? And I'll be very honest. We just don't have dampening off. And my stuff grows in a closed in 10 by 10 room. It has no, it does have an exhaust fan. I had one installed. We have never turned it on. We don't run a fan in there. I mean, we just provide the conditions and the watering situation that is conducive to growing healthy transplants. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah. I have not experienced damping off in soil blocks. I have experienced it in the past a long time ago when I was using trays, but just speaking for soil blocks, if you have algae growing, I was showing Lisa beforehand, these are some seedlings that for sure had a bit of algae on them as they were growing. These are ladies mantle and you can see they're, they're totally fine. I don't typically ever have a really thick layer of algae on my blocks. It's more just a touch of algae whenever my blocks aren't drying out quite as well as they should be. So I can't speak to a more extreme situation, but personally, I have never experienced something where algae had a noticeable harmful effect on my seedlings. As far as (laughs) white fuzzy stuff growing, there are times we're going to talk about damping off in just a minute, but some of the pathogens that can cause damping off can cause that type of growth. But I've seen instances of damping off where there is white fuzzy growth. I've seen instances where there isn't. And I've seen a lot of instances where there's something growing on the surface and the seedlings are totally fine. It doesn't mean you're necessarily going to have death to your seedlings if you see something growing on your blocks. But either way, like we said before, it's important to just try to correct the source of the problem because the conditions that are favorable to that type of growth occurring could actually cause your seedlings to have a problem and might make them more likely to experience something like damping off. Right. Okay. So let's talk about damping off now. So what is damping off and how can someone identify it? And I know you haven't experienced it too much, Lisa, but- One of my- first experiences ever starting seeds before I met soil blocking. I can still remember I bought a little kit because I wanted to grow snapdragons and the book, the flower farmer told me that I could fall plant them. Well, they aren't available. They weren't available in the fall. So I attempted, bought a kit, one of those little cell packs with a dome, planted the snapdragons. Oh my gosh. I can still remember coming down the steps to my little sunroom. 
and about five or six of them had had sprouted. I mean, it was like happy dance, right? Well, then guess what the next morning dance was? We had a funeral because <laughs> when I went down the steps, it looked like somebody had pinched the base yep. of every one of my seedlings. And yep. I immediately looked to the person who I was cohabitating with and a husband and looked at him and said, what, what did you do to my seedlings? And it's like, I haven't touched the seedlings, you know? And that is dampening off. It is either a fungus um, that just just ends the life right there at the soil surface. And um, so that was how I got pushed to soil blocking after I had such a dreadful experience with cell pack. Yeah, terrible, yes. terrible news. So it's a disease that can affect your seeds and your seedlings. It's caused by yep. fungi. It can be caused by water molds. There are a variety of different things that can cause it you might notice that your seedlings never even emerged. Or if they have sprouted, you might see mushy looking water soaked stems or leaves or the most common, and that's what had happened to me, Lisa, is it looks like someone just pinched yes. the stem right at the base. And the larger your seedlings get, the less susceptible they are to damping off, which is another reason to try to create that environment where they're growing at a yes. good pace. So the fungi and water molds that can cause damping off they can be in the soil. They can linger on your seed trays or tools. They can be carried in by a fungus gnat. And many of these pathogens really thrive, once again, in wet conditions. And that is why everything we're talking about today is related. And if you can solve that problem, you can hopefully solve any problems you might be having with damping off. It's so true. You know, I have often used the comparison. I mean, when we're talking about using seed starting mats to warm the soil up, that helps to prevent this. And yeah. um, back in my young, young adult life, um, I was quite a tropical fish fancier. I had oh, a lot really? of aquariums. Yeah, I don't think I've ever told you that. I did and, not know that. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I learned all about the, you know, the, how to take care of, you know, fish, tropical fish. And I mean, you're, the bane of your existence was the power going off because the water got cool. You know, having angel fish and all those type of fish, all they have to do is get really cold once and then they get all kinds of diseases. Well, that's what I tell people that it's like trying to start seeds without a heat mat is like having tropical fish with no heater in their water. I mean, yeah. they are not going to last long at all. Um, and it just opens up the door to so many diseases and stresses. And um, so, yeah, the, the heat thing, you just have, I mean, how you've overcome your cool temperatures by utilizing your heat mats in another way. I've seen people have, um, they even sell them now, I think tents to go around shelving units oh. in a cool room that, you know, when you close your grow lights and stuff in that environment, it helps to warm it up. You got to do whatever you got to do. If you want to start seeds that are healthy, um, that grow into healthy transplants and grow fast, fast growing, not fast, but growing at a normal pace yes. just leads to, to success. Yeah. And in addition to all the other things we've talked about, I even will water with warm water when it's in those cooler months, instead of going in with really cold water, I'll try to right. just make it a little bit warm so that I'm not adding to the problem. Right. Yeah. So just follow the tips that we've mentioned for the block staying wet for too long. All those tips will help you hopefully avoid experiencing damping off because that is probably the most disappointing thing to experience. Don't you think, Lisa? It's kind of heartbreaking. It actually. is. It's very, very heartbreaking. And, it is. Um, you know, it's just, 
overwatering, even if that means you're watering and the water is not being used by the plant because the temperature's too cool, so your stuff's not growing. It's a cycle that you can just eliminate by creating the environment that your blocks dry out or whatever you're growing. And that's not just blocks. Um, But I will tell you that I think that's the cause of failure in so many other methods of seed starting is their soil is just wet all the time and the seeds can't get the oxygen they need to get to sprout and grow up. Yeah. And sometimes like we talked about before, damping off might occur without any visible signs of growth on the soil surface. Other times you might see like a white cottony spider webby looking growth, but that doesn't always mean you're going to experience damping off. So I don't want anyone to get freaked out by that because I have definitely had white fuzzy stuff growing on my blocks and not had damping off. So, right. So, Hey, I've had some funky stuff. And as I said, we rarely, if ever get damping off and I'm growing stuff. Yeah. So it happens. So you can overcome it for sure. You can. Okay. So here's the last question. I've seen remedies on social media involving cinnamon, chamomile tea, and other things. What do you think about these treatments? I think that I am a believer in eliminating the cause instead of treating the problem. You know, so that's just kind of a, I have no idea if they work or not. I mean, I've never utilized them, um, but preventing them from happening or and stopping, um, I have definitely had a full onboard funkiness growing on my blocks, whether it's coming home and somebody else has been taking care of them or I watered and got called away and my habit never even went back into the room to put my eyeball on them because, you know, it's like Lane mentioned earlier, coming back or doing it tonight just never even occurs to me in my busy schedule. Um, And so preventing that problem from happening can be as simple as just putting your eyeball back on the tray. So I'm a believer in preventing the problem, not treating the symptoms of the problem, because that problem leads to other problems beyond algae and funk. Yes. <laughs> you know? And that that causes your plant. I mean, I just got asked today, you know, my, my seedlings just have stopped growing. Well, I can almost, almost always lead to, it's a watering issue, um, whether it's not, not warm enough, Um, which means they're not drying out. You know, it's kind of a vicious cycle. Yeah. So even if you have found a remedy that works for you to treat some of these issues, it's still always a good idea to do a little investigating and address the overall cause of the problem to the extent that you can. Like It's just easier. It's It's easier. easier. And more successful. So you're right. Totally agree with that. All right. Well, that was our episode for today. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Don't forget to leave us a review or a rating in a podcast app. And we love when you like and comment over on YouTube and don't forget to subscribe. Yeah. And so remember, you can learn more about the Gardener's Workshop over on our website with lots of fun resources. And so we'll call it a day. Thank you, Lane. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Till we meet again, friends. Ciao. Bye.